Welcome to Real Estate Uncovered, presented by the Real Estate Inspection Company, where we interview every type of real estate industry expert to uncover some common and not so common real estate topics. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Estate Uncovered. Today, we get to talk to Efren Chacon, who is a realtor with Windermere Homes and Estates. It's so nice to have you join us today, Efren. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so just to get things started, I, wanna, I wanted to hear a little bit about you. What is your story? How did you get into real estate and how long have you been in the industry? So with me, um, real estate didn't start really until 20, July of 2016. That's when I got licensed. Um, I always thought about getting into real estate, but it, uh, you know, I used to be in law enforcement, uh, working 13 hour shifts, didn't really have the time to study. And then it wasn't until I got on night shift that that's where I, that's when I would study. So it took me about a year to get, uh, licensed. And, uh, once I became licensed, I was doing it part-time. So I was still in law enforcement. Um, working uh real estate part-time on really when I say part-time uh it wasn't it was because it wasn't my full-time job but it was still a full-time job right you know I I did uh, sometimes get home after working night shift uh, especially on the weekends and then just call the wife and be like hey I'm not coming home today I got showings so I sleep in the parking lot for a little bit you know quick nap and then take off to my showings get back to the station, sleep again in the parking lot, and then uh, shower, work out, and then get back to work. And that's wow. how I did it. <laughs> so um, prior to that, I was in the military. I, I served uh, some time in the Marine Corps. And uh, um, yeah, that's that's how I got started in real estate, though. That's amazing. That's, that's just pure dedication right there. Um, tell me more about, uh, you know, the Marine Corps and, and I know that you serve the veteran community. So tell me more about that and why is that important to you? So I joined the Marine Corps in 2003, uh, right out of high school. Um, I, I was going to serve no matter what I was actually supposed to go to a service Academy. Uh, but then the war kicked off in Iraq and I didn't want to wait four or five years to get there. So I decided, you know what, I'm, I just got up and went and I enlisted one day and that's it. And I joined the Marine Corps, uh, made great friends, uh, Marines that I consider family now. Um, and, and since then I thought I was going to be in the Marine Corps for the rest of my life. That's all I wanted to do, do 30 plus years. Uh, unfortunately in, uh, 2010, the uh, leadership of the Marine Corps said the Marine Corps was too big and they wanted to downsize. So any reason to not allow somebody to reenlist, uh, including tattoos, uh, you couldn't reenlist. And so I was not I was denied reenlistment because of a tattoo that I got in honor of my brother in law who was killed in Iraq. Wow. So I couldn't reenlist because of that. So I figured, you know what? I got a job lined up uh, as a police officer working on Miramar. I'll just stick to that. And I still get to work around Marines and, you know, and that's what I did. And I did that for about 10 years on the federal side. Um, and then I retired in 2018 from there, uh, went on to, uh, other, other things, but my passion has always been to serve, you know, whether it was my country, whether it was my community, I've just always had a passion to serve. And so now I love helping veterans. I love helping military families. I love giving them the knowledge that I learned the hard way so they don't have to go through that. You know, when I got stationed in San Diego in 2006, 
somebody told me you should buy a house. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm not buying a house in San Diego in yeah. 2006. I wish I would have bought a house in 2006, you know? And so now I like to go to the military bases and teach classes on, if you're going to make the military a career, how, do, how can you build wealth by using real estate? Because the government is going to pay you to live off base. They're going to pay your rent. So why not put that money towards a mortgage? And then, you know, three years later, you get stationed somewhere else, do it again. Three years later, do it again. By the time you retire, you can own four to five homes. Somebody else is paying it off and you're set for retirement. So I like passing on that knowledge. I like helping uh, service members and veterans uh, really put to use the benefits that, that they have earned. That's amazing. Thank you for your service, by the way. Um, thank you. I, I think that's absolutely incredible. So thank you so much. Um, I wanted to kind of give you a little shout out real quick. Uh, congratulations on your recent achievement with NAREP. Can you tell us more about that accomplishment? And for those that may not know about it, what is NAREP and how are you involved in that community? So NAREP stands for the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. It's a organization throughout the U.S. with multiple chapters uh, made up of real estate professionals, not just agents or brokers, but anybody that's involved in the real estate industry. Uh, it could even be like you guys, uh, home inspection companies, right. uh, title companies, escrow companies, lenders. Uh, and we, ha we have a lot of goals in NAREP, but the two main ones are to help uh, Hispanic individuals who are in the real estate industry grow their business and prepare themselves because you know we're self-employed, but nobody ever tells you, okay, what about the taxes? What are you doing for retirement benefits and all that? So sure. we want to help other professionals in the industry uh, become better, not just at real estate, but overall in life. And number two, it's sustainable home ownership in the Hispanic community. We want to help the Hispanic community continue growing and becoming homeowners. Uh, in fact, uh, it's expected that uh, the Hispanic community will be the number one um, community that's going to be home buyers in the next seven years. Wow. And that's because a, a lot of it has to do with NARA because we we pass on that knowledge. We help them gain that knowledge. Um, we fight for legislation in Washington, D.C. or in a specific state, wherever these chapters are, to allow the Hispanic community to, you know, they, they, they come here, uh, the Hispanic community, whether you're first generation, second generation, third generation, you are here to make your life better, to make your family's life better. But the problem is, is that we, you know, like my parents, they didn't have the knowledge. Nobody guided them. Nobody mentored them in how to become uh, successful in this country. The, the mentality is you work and you go home. You work and you go home. Well, now you're in the, the, the nation of opportunity. So let us, you know, show you how you can achieve that opportunity, achieve homeownership, because it really is one of the best benefits of this country is, is homeownership. I love it. And you can just hear the passion and the pride in your voice when you talk about that. So <laughs> that's incredible. I had the pleasure um, before COVID hit, I had the pleasure of attending my first NAREP event. Um, and it was amazing. And I can't wait to get back into those events and, and participate and give back to the community again. So um, when that starts back up, please let me know. I can't wait to get back. In Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what kind of transactions do you typically participate in? Um, are you more on the buyer side or the seller side? And what can you tell us about the current market? And what advice would you give someone looking to buy or sell right now? 
So right now, because of the way the market is and my time in real estate, I'm, I'm hitting my fifth year this July uh, full-time though. It'll be my uh, third year uh, being full-time agent. So I would say right now I'm 50-50. I got both listings and buyers. But when I started in real estate, it was like 90% buyers, 10% listings, just like any other agent starts. But that really helped me get to where I'm going because you learn so much helping people buy a home. There's so much uh, in that process, escrow title, uh, in that 30-day period, so much goes on that I learned a lot. Uh, and I think that's what's helped me get to where I'm at today. So for home buyers right now, it's insane. It's it's crazy. Uh, we're here in the San Diego market, but our team also does Riverside County, Orange County, LA County. Really anywhere in Southern California, it, the market is insane for buyers. So my recommendation would be this. Now more than ever, you should interview agents. You should ask for their statistics. You should ask for what their company is doing to help their buyers get into escrow. If you're a home buyer, don't just go with any agent and expect to make things happen because you really need a solid real estate killer out there that's going to help you navigate through the process of, of getting your offer accepted. You know, our listings on average are getting 22 offers right now on average. And on average, they're selling for over 35,000 above asking. So when we represent buyers, we take that into consideration. We think about, okay, what when we list a home, what are we seeing on the offer? And which offers are we accepting for our clients? Now, can we do that for our buyers as well? Because obviously we're accepting those. So why not do that to our buyers? Are they in the position to do that? Are they in the position to waive an appraisal contingency, which is really difficult right now? Um, but it's really what's getting things done. Are they in a position to maybe pay for certain things that sellers used to typically pay, you know, like a, a termite clearance, a section one clearance. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing buyers are having to pay for that. So or if it's a government back loan, though, if it's FHA or VA, the buyer can't pay for the inspection report. So who's going to pay for that? Are you? So it's the way you structure the offer and to ensure that whoever is, is representing the buyer, not just the agent, but the lender as well and anybody else, they make contact with the listing agent. A lot of times, so we're still getting offers accepted. We have one right now for an active duty family in Murrieta, uh, which by the way, you guys are inspecting this house Yay. for us tomorrow, which <laughs> I'm happy. Um, Good. We, we beat out, uh, you know, we, we went up against multiple offers. We went with a very low deposit. We didn't waive the appraisal contingency. We didn't waive the inspection contingency. Uh, and we got them to pay for the section one clearance. And we got this family into escrow. So a lot of it had to do because I called the agent, my partner called the listing agent and we let him know, Hey, this is who we are. These are our statistics. Uh, so far this year, we've helped this many families and we haven't had issues with appraisal uh, from the ones that we put into escrow. This is the percentage of, of closing, which is 100 percent. And we basically ensure that the buyer is aware of what goes on in the process. So there are no surprises in the middle. Right. Then we have the lender give the listing agent a call. Hey, my name is so and so. This is who I am. I am representing a buyer that submitted an offer on your property. We are very excited to move forward. Here's why you should go with our buyer. So now the listing agent is getting bombarded, right, by so many people for one buyer. So what does that listing agent think? Jesus, this, this person is really, they're backed up by an entire team. I feel confident now going to my seller and letting them know, hey, look, the terms, they're okay. The price is great. 
but even though the other one has maybe better terms, I don't feel too good about their agent because their agent's not maybe texting or the agent hasn't even give, given me a call or they just forwarded the email from DocuSign that included the offer. They didn't right. put anything. So that's how we're still able to get buyers into escrow. So what I would recommend to buyers right now is interview the agent that you are going to hire to represent you. Uh, number two, don't sign a buyer's agreement. Definitely don't do that because the moment you sign a buyer's agreement and then you end up finding out that this, this agent sucks or the agent can't do what you need them to do, you're stuck with that agent. Wow. We have not once ever asked a buyer to sign a buyer's agreement. We actually, in fact, tell them, look, thank you for reaching out to us. We appreciate it. Are you interviewing any other agents? Well, we actually recommend that you do. And by the way, we will never ask you to sign a buyer's agreement because if you don't like the service that we're providing, number one, we want you to fire us. And number two, we want you to tell us what we did wrong so we can get better at what we do. Not once have we ever been fired though. So I think <laughs> we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then for sellers, it's the same thing. Interview multiple agents ask for their statistics, ask to see what they have done in previous listings. Are they using professional photographers, videographers, who's covering the inspections, uh, who's who's going to cover uh, title fees and all. Like, so you want to ask all these important questions. And if you don't know what you're, what to ask for, if you're a home buyer or a seller, send me a message. Uh, there's, I, I'm not concerned with giving my secrets away because they're not secrets. Our team has been successful because we pride ourselves in being transparent. Uh, most of our team, you know, whether it was us or our parents, at one point went through a hard personal thing in real estate. You know, my parents got ripped off when they when when they bought a house, uh, and I, I vowed to never let that happen to any family that that we ever represent. Uh, so that's why I say interview the agents. Make sure you know what they're doing. Ask for their statistics and, and literally ask for it. Ask to see what their previous listings are because you can see, okay, you listed it at this, but you sold it at this. And for buyers, the same thing. How many buyers are you representing? Uh, how many are getting into escrow? What's your average time of home searching? Because you really want somebody. At the end of the day, this is probably the biggest financial purchase you're going to make in your life. So why not have the best representing you? I love that. I, and I, I have to uh, commend you on the fact that you are so ethical um, and also just for being so diligent. It's it really it really says a lot about you. And I know that anybody that works with you is uh, is going to have a good a good agent on their side. So thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your team working with Windermere? Absolutely. So. I started off at another brokerage my first year in real estate. Uh, I got a little bit of mentorship there, but uh, it wasn't really what I was expecting. And then uh, by pure chance, another agent named Ryan Street, who I had uh, kind of looked up to because he was a retired Marine. He was killing it in the real estate industry. I was like, man, I'm going to beat that guy one day. I'm very competitive. And yeah. I always want to be the best for my clients. So I, I said one day uh, to uh, another individual, I'm going to beat that guy one day. So word got to Ryan. His name's Ryan Street. And uh, he called me one day and he said, um, hey, I heard you're talking uh, trash. I was like, not talking <laughs> trash. He, he said, yeah, I heard you're going to beat me. And I said, oh, I will. At this point, I'm like, you're calling me. So yeah. he said, well, how about this? How about we partner up? And that's how uh, the current team we have right now, the Bahala team, that's how it started. And uh, I became a member of his team and he was with Windermere. And I got to say, it's one of the best things that that happened for me in real estate because now 
you know, fast forward four years later of being with Windermere, I get calls all the time. I actually had an opportunity to start my own. Um, Windermere actually doesn't know this. They're going to find out once they hear this. So, Rich, want you to know I'm dedicated to Windermere, man. Uh, I had an opportunity to start my own uh, brokerage and this company was going to pay for everything. They're going to give me a ton of money, uh, but it's never about that. It, to me, the money's going to come no matter what, right? If you work your, your, your butt off, if you are ethical in this business and you put people first, the money's going to come. So I never put money first. I never chase commissions. Uh, my team and I, we've actually talked to clients and we're actually going to be calling one client today to see if they even still want to move forward with this, with the escrow that we're currently in, because every things are not aligning for them. And we would rather cancel that escrow and go back to work for them rather than not, nah, let's just, you know what, we got two more weeks. Let's just close it. And you know what, we'll get the commission. It's never about that. And that's what I love about Windermere. Windermere puts people first. Windermere puts their clients first. And that's why I'm still with Windermere after four years. And even though I've had many opportunities present themselves uh, to me, they don't align with my values. And Windermere does. And that's why I'm still with Windermere. Uh, and actually, I'm excited that in August, I'll be having the Chacon Group. It'll be my own team. Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, top agents and we're only going to have agents on our team, just like myself and Windermere. They need to align themselves with with my values and my ethics as well, because if I get the sense that you're only in this business to get rich and chase that commission, you're not going to be on the team. You need to put people first and you need to put their needs first. Not everybody right now can afford a four or $500,000 condo. So what are you doing to help them get there? We've had clients that we've worked 18, 24 months to either help build their savings, help build their credit at no cost, because we'll do whatever it takes to get them to eventually becoming a homeowner. So uh, I love I love being here at Wintermere, and I'm very, very excited for August. I mean, it, it, I feel like a little kid at Disneyland every day, like, is it time? Is it time? Are we going? Are we going? Because I'm so excited for the Chacon Group to get off off, uh, off the road and, and just start helping even more people, um, especially here in the city of Escondido. Our office is here. Uh, it's predominantly a Hispanic city. And Wintermere is the number one real estate office in this city. And I love that because they really do serve the needs of the people. And that's what really, truly makes good real estate agents. I love that. That's amazing. And again, you can hear the passion you have about being with a company that you are behind the vision on. And, and it just is so represented. And there's a synergy there. And I think with you and, and Ryan partnering up, you can feel that synergy. You can see how, you know, two solid people putting their minds together can get a lot done. So amazing work. I love it. Absolutely. Um, tell us how uh, somebody can get a hold of you. Yeah, so very easy. Uh, mostly my business is uh, through social media, through Instagram. So I usually tell people at, uh, or even at the end of every post on the caption, it says either slide into my DMs, give me a call or shoot me a text. Uh, but on Instagram, my handle is efren.chacon.realtor. Uh, my phone number is 818-741-6604. And my email is homes at efrenachacon.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your insight and, and really an opportunity to learn more about you and your business. Um, and I can't wait to see what you accomplish. And, and I appreciate you being on here with me today. Thank you, April. I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Real Estate Uncovered with the Real Estate Inspection Company. Connect with us at sdinspect.com or call 800-232-5180. If you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks again and catch you next time.